This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I know everybody's warning uh, Trump supporters uh, to stay away from uh, the courthouse, to stay away from the scene of the crime uh, today. But I have to admit, if I were in New York, if I lived there, if I was working there, I would take a walk over. I would check out the scene. It's going to be crazy. I think most Trump supporters are aware that they will be targeted, that there is two systems of justice in this country, particularly in blue cities, deep blue places like New York City. They're hoping, praying that Trump supporters get out of line. Eric Adams would love nothing more than to arrest Marjorie Taylor Greene. And that would be quite a scene. But they already have two pens set up outside the courthouse. I believe one is for Trump supporters and one's for Trump haters. The Trump haters will probably outnumber the Trump supporters because it's New York and because they know Not only are they allowed to violently protest, but if they do and they get arrested, they can sue and then the city of New York will give them millions of dollars. That's how it works. If you're Antifa or Black Lives Matter or just a Trump hater, you can do whatever you want. Go nuts, break a window, hit a cop, and soon there'll be a check in the mail for you. If you're a Trump supporter and you get out of line, you'll get arrested. You'll be held without bail. You'll be held without pre-trial for years and I think because of nine, uh, because of January 6th, I think <laughs> most people are aware that they play by different rules. So there'll be very few arrests of Trump supporters. If there are arrests of uh, Trump haters, it won't matter. They'll be out immediately. The tr- charges will be dropped. This is ground zero for Trump derangement syndrome. We're seeing it uh, play out today in New York City. Um There's a rally planned by Trump supporters with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene this morning. So hopefully they will take uh, Eric Adams' advice and be on their best behavior. Uh, And then the hearings at 2.15 on the 15th floor of the uh, courthouse building where Trump will plead not guilty. I believe he will say it himself. There will be no cameras in the courtroom, unfortunately. There will be no handcuffs. And now we're hearing no mugshot. How disappointing is that? No mugshot. I was I was all set to buy a T-shirt with the mm-hmm. mugshot on it yep. today. And now we find out there will be no mugshot. Something tells me Trump might like make a fake one, you know, just or his supporters certainly will make a fake mugshot and pretend that's it. But I think uh, obviously the, uh, the, the Alvin Bragg's team knows that this is going to be used. They know this will backfire on them. They don't care. This is a campaign promise Alvin Bragg made. He was going to get the 45th president, and he's trying. Everybody knows he doesn't really have a case. Everyone knows there's no crime, there's no victim, but it doesn't matter. The polls show that most people agree that it's a political prosecution, but they don't care. (laughs) Trump haters don't care. They want to get him on something. This is the first of many witch hunts to keep him from uh, returning to the White House It's the weakest case, at least from all the experts I've seen, including many, many liberals. You hear from uh, Alan Dershowitz and and Andrew Cuomo and uh, lots of uh, uh, Joe Manchin. Lots of Democrats are saying this is ridiculous. They know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. It doesn't matter. These are sick, obsessed people that just want to stop Donald Trump. They want to stop him, even though they think he's easier to beat than Ron DeSantis. They don't care. They want to stop him anyway because they look at him. They look at his orange face and his fluffy hair and they just they just burn with rage, burn with hatred. So they're pretending this is legit. <laughs> they're pretending it's on the level. It's a not. It's not. It's a circus. Here's what I'd be doing if I were a reporter, if I were still a reporter, if I were working for the, uh, the Boston Herald or the New York Post or some a respected newspaper. Obviously, if you're working for the New York Times, you just tell lies. And if you're the Washington Post, you just talk about how he's you know, going to go to jail and uh, you just throw that uh, red meat to your uh, readers. But if I'm, if you're a real reporter, you know what I'd do today if I were a columnist? I would Jimmy Breslin. I would go to the art gallery. Let me get the name of the art gallery. There's an actual art gallery um, in New York, which is... Um, hosting, featuring the work of many prominent artists this week, 
including one Hunter Biden. <laughs> I'll say this. It's at the uh, George Berge's, Berge, George, I'm sorry, George's Berge Gallery in Soho. Includes the work of many uh, famous artists, including Elaine de Kooning and Helen Frankenthaler. Those are two of your favorites. I know, Ironhead, but I'm more of a Hunter Biden guy. I like finger painting. It's always been my thing. I'm a big fan of finger painting. He was on hand for the opening on Saturday, and he's apparently still in New York City selling, or should I say, scheming and scamming and money laundering. This is remarkable. When you first heard about this, you said it must be a joke. So much of what happens in Hunter Biden's world seems surreal. It seems like it can't be real. We've seen the videos, the photographs. On the laptop is more than 400 felonies. We know he lied on a gun on a gun application. We know he's on camera weighing uh, crack with underage hookers. We know he's got a loaded gun by his side. He's naked. None of that matters. Donald Trump paid Stormy Daniels to, to keep quiet. That's, that's the big story. But uh, at this gallery in Soho, they're selling Hunter Biden's finger painting for between 75000 and 500000 each. <laughs> so if you got to spare half a million, you can get one of uh, Hunter's doodles. And uh, everybody knows, like everything else with Hunter, it's just a scheme. It's a Monday laundering scheme. They will not reveal who buys his paintings. I'm going to guess some of them have, I don't know, Chinese surnames, maybe maybe Russian surnames, uh, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's uh, untouchable. He's free to scheme and scam and steal and money launder. He's one of the protected class, so he can do whatever he wants. And uh, he knows there'll be no indictment for him uh, or his family. We'll get to that. We'll get to the, the latest on the Biden crime family. But back to uh, the Trump indictment. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be uneventful because, unfortunately, there are no cameras. Hopefully, there'll be some cell phone photos from some people on, on whatever side. Trump will have his blue suit, his red tie. They'll have the caravan head over from Trump Tower. Um, he'll be surrounded by his lawyers, cops, um, secret service. There'll be no security threat. There's, he's going to just be so surrounded and protected and untouchable here, but he'll plead not guilty. He won't spend a moment in jail. That was never part of the plan. He will not put on, they will not put handcuffs on him. They will not take his picture. He'll plead not guilty. He'll leave. He'll head back to the airport, I believe, to get on Trump force one and go back to Mar-a-Lago where he will deliver a speech tonight at 8.15. Now, I know he's delivered a lot of uh, speeches, big speeches, uh, hell, State of the Union speeches, which probably get good ratings. Has he ever had a speech more anticipated, a speech with more buzz than the one he will deliver tonight? He's preempting Tucker. I'm not happy about that. But uh, this thing will be, I assume, on all the cable networks, Will the broadcast networks cut in for this? I just hope that he sticks to the script. I hope there's no uh, horse face and no silly asides about, uh, I don't know, fat Alvin Bragg or whatever. I hope he sticks to the script. <laughs> talks about this political persecution and how uh, they're not going to stop him. And his poll numbers, they're already soaring. After today, after tonight, I hate to say it as a DeSantis guy, but it's going to feel, it's going to have a feel like it's over. Like Bragg just handed the nomination to Donald Trump. I think that already happened. That, that it can't be, can't be true though, because we're in a year and a half. You know how many crazy things are going to happen in a year and a half? He's going to get indicted in Atlanta. He's got a special prosecutor in DC, Jack Smith coming after him. There's just so much time before the, hell, there's, there's almost a year before the first primary. It just seems too soon to say it's over. But if he, you know, he's already up 30 points in the polls over DeSantis. If he goes to, I don't know, 40-point lead, and then Biden announces that he's running, which is coming soon, we have these two old guys duking it out again. And that wasn't my choice. Again, I'm a DeSantis guy. But, man, if you are rooting for theater, if you're rooting for drama, 
if you like the circus and who doesn't, we have a year and a half of absolute utter mayhem and chaos in this country. We have Biden v. Trump again. And you know, if you're Biden, if you're Biden, if you're a Democrat, you know that uh, Trump is more beatable than DeSantis, but you also know he's more unpredictable. He's, he's a loose cannon and you know the attacks will begin and they will never end. And you know that that right now, if you're a Biden person, you're fearing those debates. Trump is going to just come out firing and Biden is incapable of holding his own in debate. Biden could debate John Fetterman and he would lose at this point. Biden, as we know, as we show, as we play every day, is in the throes of dementia. His mind is shot. He can't handle a campaign. He was allowed to hide last time. He was allowed to stay in the basement, let the media do the campaigning for him. I'm not sure he could do that again this time when he will be 81, 82. (laughs) Uh, Be careful what you wish for, Democrats. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know if there'll be total chaos, mass arrests, but maybe this is... um, New York Mayor Eric Adams, one of the great disappointments in American politics, people thought had high hopes for him, former cop. He's really just a narcissist. I mean, he spends half his day getting dressed. He spends his nights out at the nightclubs. On uh, on Newsmax, Greg Kelly knows Eric Adams well and just eviscerates him on a nightly basis, and I enjoy it every night. This guy's a total fraud, but we know where he stands. He's probably enjoying this indictment. He's probably looking forward to busting a bunch of MAGA people today. Listen to him warn a member of Congress to behave herself. Talk about arrogance. You're telling a U.S. congressperson, you know, you're in my city. You better behave. Listen to this arrogant a-hole. Go ahead. Maybe some rabble-rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow. Our message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. Like your brain. Your city is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, we will will not allow violence. Uh, He's talking about a city where Alvin Bragg is the DA. We went over one of the great injustices yesterday. The poor guy at the parking garage who uh, was shot in the in the stomach, shot in the head, grazed his head and it was arrested. He took the gun away from the assailant and was arrested and charged with attempted murder and possessing a weapon. Uh, they allow, that's wrong, that's 100% incorrect, they allow violence in New York City. It's legal under Alvin Bragg. And protest, violent protest, they're encouraged if you're on the right side. And again, you can break windows, start fires, attack cops, and then you can get some uh, some crazy left-wing lawyer to represent you, and you can walk away with millions. Talk about incentive to uh, to riot, to get violent. Uh, but I'd be curious. I mean, you know Marjorie Taylor Greene, who never backs down. She will have something to say about that. She, there's supposed to be some special guests. I'm assuming it'll be other Congress people, Matt Gates, maybe, and maybe some media folks who will show up to support Trump. But and no one's going to cross the line. No one is going to dare get arrested on that side because they know. No one who's not a go. fed pretending to be on that side. <laughs> That's true. Will Ray Epps be in New York City? Is Ray Epps there now? Uh, how many feds, how many uh, FBI agents already embedded with the Trump supporters? See, some of the Trump supporters, they're crazy. You know, they're wild. But they, they're, they're and maybe they're stupid, but they're not that stupid. They know what happened on January 6th, and they know it is, they're just baiting them, hoping, waiting, praying that they get out of line and they can take them in custody. And who knows when they'll ever see the light a day again. It's too bad Jacob Chansley's in a halfway house 
By the way, did you see him? He is jacked. He's done some working out. He spent his time in solitary doing push-ups and pull-ups because uh, he is jacked and he's stuck in a halfway house even though he's already been exonerated. But if he were free, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd show up in New York. It's going to be wild. If you're a fan of news, just news, breaking news, just historical events, you have to be fascinated by this. And uh, here's, the, here's the feds, these frauds with their khakis and their faces covered. Uh, that's one rule, they should, one rule they should have right here, right now. Eric Adams, Alvin Bragg, the police commissioner should announce no masks, no masks. If you're, you know, if you're wearing a mask in New York City today, you get arrested. Masks, uh, they don't, obviously, nobody's wearing a mask because of COVID. They're wearing a mask to hide their face. It should be against the law to wear a mask today. But we will be uh, watching. We'll be listening. This is from uh, uh, the exclusive by, from um, oh God, Michael Isakoff. He's a uh, obviously a, a left-wing reporter, but he's a, uh, a uh, investigative reporter, been around for years. He's now with Yahoo!, and he reported this last night exclusively, said Donald Trump will be placed under arrest and informed that he has been charged with 34 felony counts for falsification of business records. According to a source, uh, the New York City police arrest report summarizing the charges against Trump will be prepared and entered into the court system before he's led into a courtroom to be formally arraigned. Uh, on the charges, none of which are misdemeanors. I believe they couldn't be misdemeanors because the statute of limitation expired. They had to elevate them to uh, felonies. I can't imagine how flimsy this must be. It, we're going to find out today. According to the source, Trump will not be placed in handcuffs, placed in a jail cell, or subjected to a mugshot. Typical procedures, even for white-collar defendants, until a judge has weighed in on pretrial conditions, uh, Alan Bragg's, uh, Alvin Bragg's office, which has been consulting with the Secret Service and the New York City court officials, concluded that there's no reason to subject the former president to handcuffs or a mugshot. Well, you know, they wanted to do that, but they realized, I guess, maybe they got some advice from some cooler heads, told them that would be a mistake. Trump wants that. Trump would love that. And his supporters would have that mugshot flying on banners uh, by the time he made it back to Mar-a-Lago tonight. So there will be no mugshot. There will be no handcuffs. They will not take his tie away or his belt or his shoelaces. He will be in court. He'll say two words, not guilty, and walk out. So I think it will be uh, anticlimactic, at least until tonight. when he. Uh, and can you imagine the motorcade when he gets back to Florida? Hell, the motorcade in New York, there'll be lots of Trump supporters cheering it. But when he gets back to Florida, when he gets close to Mar-a-Lago, the motorcade will be like, you know, election day all over again. And then he will uh, give his speech tonight and the whole world will be watching. And uh, I assume other countries will be looking at us with in just uh, uh, in shame. This is obviously an unprecedented thing, indicting a former president. It's obviously 100% political. It's obviously just a vindictive a vicious uh, attack on Trump from these insane uh, Trump haters. Never happened before. It, it, obviously, lots of things have never happened before because so many people in this country are motivated by their uh, just virulent hatred for the 45th president. Check out the late night comics. Check out Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel, the former comedians who now do nothing but show up each night and attack Donald Trump. But and deny Epstein's we, list. Right. No Epstein's list. You know, no pro, no prosecution of Hunter. No, no interest in the uh, dirty business dealings of the Biden crime family. Not, none of that. Trump paid a former girlfriend to keep quiet. So now we have to break precedent, make history, and I assume uh, the, the world is watching. We have descended into banana republic uh, status now. So people are looking at this and it's just, it's, a, it's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing that this, go, this is going on in the United States. But hey, Trump's a threat. He was a threat the first time around. They did everything they could to destroy him. They came up with the fake Russia scandal, the two fake uh, 
uh, impeachments and now this. They will do anything to stop him because he, he is a threat to the establishment, to the deep state, to the Biden family. So they will stop at nothing. If it means making up uh, you know, 34 felony counts, they will do that. But uh, it is a big, big day, an embarrassing day. But you know what? I love it. It's news. It's chaos. It's crazy. And if you can't get, uh, find this uh, fascinating, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, uh, all right, we will, uh, you know what? We got We got so much to get to here. We got the latest on the Nashville shooting. We have Jill Biden, as we all suspected, showing her true colors. Jill Biden is a racist. We can establish, that's been established. Jill Biden, Jill Biden hates black people. We will get to that. Kid Rock reacts to the Anheuser-Busch, the the suicide of uh, Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. We have a statement from them, too, by the way. You know what happened to me last night? I I went into full panic mode. Somebody mentioned, joked again, that the Dylan Mulvaney thing was an April Fool's joke. They said, maybe it was. And I started thinking, that's the only logical explanation. And I started going, did I just do the whole show? (laughs) Did I just do a whole bunch of tweets? Did I just make a fool out of myself? You know, it's happened before. I did. I went into, and I started panicking and go, was that real? Did I imagine that? It still makes no sense what, what, what Bud Light has done. I have talked to, you know, I don't know, six, eight people, friends of mine, you know, neighbors. Every single one of them has said, no more Bud Light ever. We're done. We're done with Bud Light. Everyone's got a new beer, Bud Light. I'm, I'm drinking Miller Light, Coors Light. You know, Sam Adams, whatever. Everyone's moved on from Bud Light. This has to have real consequences. It just has to. There's nobody who drank Bud Light, whose choice of beer was Bud Light, who wasn't just repulsed by this latest ad campaign. If if anything in my life has been a, a mistake, an egregious mistake that's backfired, it has to be this decision to get in bed, or should I say get in the tub, with Bill Mulvaney. We'll get to Kid Rock's reaction and, and the John Fetterman interview. We have we didn't do that, get to that yesterday, but we have to get to it because it was just an amazing interview. Jane Pauley has plans for this brain dead vegetable, who, by the way, really comes across as a sympathetic figure. You really feel bad for him yep. when you see these people manipulating him, including his just loathsome wife. And you say, This guy should be getting help. This guy should be spending time with his kids. This guy should not be in the U S Senate. No decent person, no decent human being could say Fetterman belongs in the Senate. It's just, it's just so wrong what we're doing to this guy, but we'll get to that and lots more. But first, a recession-proof investment without compromise. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, has specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full-size in three popular calibers. First-time gun owner, no problem. EAA Corp all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. All right, before we get to Nashville and Dr. Jill and Fetterman, I want to do this, uh, by, by, you know, every day Biden's there to provide, uh, provide for us. Biden uh, had a couple of whoppers, but to me, obviously, we know he lies. If he's talking, he's lying. It's just what he does. He, it just It's like his fallback position when he talks about anything his first instinct is to lie is to say i did this i drove an 18 wheeler i got arrested trying to see nelson mandela my dad said joey <laughs> Check, this is so brazen it's i mean you even if you're one of his staunchest supporters in the mainstream media and there's a lot of them 
you have to be embarrassed when you hear this doddering old fool talk about reducing the deficit. As a reminder, in his first two, first two years, he spent $10 trillion. He, he put us essentially in a recession and caused inflation because he printed money and spent money we didn't have. Listen to him yesterday talking about, man, even the crowd, who's a bunch of Biden's supporters, are uncomfortable when he tells this lie and he thinks somehow someone somewhere believes it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is somebody. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Jane Pauley or uh, Leslie Stahl is sitting home in their Upper East Side, you know, uh, apartment saying, yeah, that's my guy, Joe. But listen to this just flat out liar talk about reducing the deficit. Go ahead. I cut the deficit. Over two years, by one trillion seven hundred billion dollars more than any president has in the history of the United States of America. He just makes that up, and I mean, you know, occasionally, obviously, some people are there to fact check him. Not many, not many. Uh, but uh, there's, uh, let's see, Moody's Analytics quote: "The actions of the Biden administration of Congress have resulted in higher deficits, not smaller." And he got fact checked by some people, but. And he just says it and people accept it. And it's like, it's again, like this crazy old, you know, your great, your grandfather at, at Thanksgiving or something telling stories that everybody knows they're not true. Uh, including, I reduce, how would you do, have done that? Exactly how, when you spend $10 trillion, how did you reduce the deficit? Over a billion, did, 200, a trillion, 200 billion dollars. Trillion, trillion, two trillion, billion, trillion, trillion. Uh, let's, uh, uh, right, enough of that. Enough of that. Just laughable. By the way, let's let's do this. I want to do this before we get to all that other stuff. Do I have time? Sure, I have time. While we're reigning Donald Trump on this totally made up, you know, these thirty-four felonies for paying someone, paying a former girlfriend to keep quiet. Uh, by the way, there's no victim. No one could name the victim here. There was, it was a misdemeanor. The statute of limitations ran out. And because the politically motivated DA wanted to print charges anyway, he elevated misdemeanors to a felony, which is the exact opposite what he does with real crime in New York City. Um, while this is going on, I was wondering, when are they going to impeach Joe Biden? We now have bank records that Joe Biden and his entire family these greedy, money-grubbing scam artists were just grabbing millions from the Chinese Communist Party. So in the middle of all the chaos in New York City, in the middle of all the breaking news, and Trump, Trump, finally they got him. The walls are closing in on Trump. James Comer, the head of the Oversight Committee, uh, the congressman, goes on uh, TV last night and just lays out what they got, what they're investigating. You want a real scandal? You want a real crime? You want real corruption? This is amazing. They have, they had one, they had records from one bank. And we learned that the Chinese sent $3 million to Rob Walker. That would be Hunter Biden's partner. And then he distributed to all the Bidens, including Hallie Biden, the widow of Bo Biden, who was, who was banging Hunter Biden. She's a school teacher. She's taken money from the Chinese Communist Party. Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, and a mystery Biden. Oh, let me guess. I'll give you three guesses who that mystery Biden would be. That would be TBG, the big guy. This is going on. While Trump's being charged with 34 felonies, the the uh, Republicans in the Congress are finding, are, are unearthing this incredible scandal. And it's like an afterthought. That's the, that's the country we live in right now. If you're a Democrat, if you're in the White House, you can do that. You can take money, millions, selling your office to the, uh, to the Chinese Communist Party. It can be exposed, uncovered, and people will ignore it because Trump, 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 Trump. But listen to Comer just casually talking about all the evidence they have of corruption in the Biden family last night. Go ahead. Well, I think that the the associates want to tell their story and they've been left out to dry. 
by their association with Hunter Biden. If you look at everyone who's ever been in Biden, been in business with a Biden, whether it be Hunter Biden or Jim Biden, uh, none of them ended well. None of the businesses ended well. Uh, most of the businesses never got started off the ground. Uh, any money that was transferred in from China or adversaries around the world ended up in the Biden's back pockets. So these people have been left out to dry. They want to tell their story. Their, their good names have been tarnished. And I think that's a very positive thing. There are two more people that were involved with with the Bidens in various schemes that want to come forward, uh, but they're currently involved in different types of litigation, and we're trying to explore the various options that they would have. But take the, the four to six people that we're in communication with, along with now having bank records from multiple banks, as well as having access and, and going in every day to the Treasury Department to see those suspicious activity reports. And this investigation's moving along mm-hmm. uh, at a lot faster pace than I think most people would have predicted. People don't even know about it. It's like there are 260 suspicious banking reports that they're going over. They had one bank and they found out that the Biden family took over a million dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. One bank. Uh, they have to uh, uh, <laughs> work hard to get the bank records because obviously most of the big banks are are on Team Biden. But this is this just beginning. They, they have four whistleblowers, including Tony Bobolinsky, are just laying out the scheme led by Hunter. And now we we know how a career politician can afford multiple mansions. Uh, it's, it's just incredible. We do have major corruption involving a president, but it happens to be the one sitting in the white house now, not the one on his way to the courthouse. But, uh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone look more like their name sounds than Tony Bobolinsky. (laughs) Tony's, he's an American hero. Don't you? He's a veteran. (laughs) It's amazing. You, you could do a search and you will find out that I think CNN and MS, MSNBC have never mentioned his name. Not once. He led the company, the, the, the company, the, 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 the organized crime family. He told his whole story. He told how they schemed and scammed and made millions and kicked it to the big guy. And they won't not, forget, not even they won't interview him. They won't even talk to him. Can you imagine if that were Donald Trump? Donald Trump Jr. were grabbing millions oh, yeah. from a, the Chinese Communist Party. And one of their partners said, I want to tell you the whole truth. It would be, I mean, that person would be on TV more than freaking Ryan Seacrest. He would be the the ultimate go-to guy to show the corrupt. They have it. They have a president who is clearly compromised. And by the way, making decisions maybe based on the fact that his uh, paymasters in China have a lot on him and the mainstream media completely ignores it. Someday historians are going to look back on that and say, wait a second. The president was getting money from Chinese and no one, and it's not in the New York times. It's not on CNN. What's going on here? I don't think people grasp just how corrupt the media in this country is. Uh, you know, I obviously Trump broke their brains. They just don't think clearly. They don't do their jobs. They, their whole job is get Trump, protect Biden. That's it. That's their whole mission in life. But I'll be curious to see if Comer keeps piling up the evidence bringing in the whistleblowers, if eventually they're going to have to cover it. Eventually people are going to have to understand that the guy in the White House now is the most corrupt president in our lifetimes, probably ever. And he wasn't particularly subtle about it. It yeah. was, he sent his crackhead son to be the front man, <laughs> to be the bag man. Yeah. And his, his son recorded it all and put it on a laptop that he, you know, lost. Uh, but that ain't going away. We'll be there for that. But let's get to Nashville uh, and, 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 and Kid Rock uh, and, and uh, Budweiser. But uh, we got an update on the Nashville shooting. If you thought we would get to see the manifesto, well, you just aren't paying attention. The As we know, the Nashville police were ready to let the world see the, the manifesto written by the transgender psychopath who shot three kids and three staff members uh, eight days ago. Uh, obviously we would have seen the uh, manifesto already if it weren't, if, if it helped them politically, but the Nashville cops were ready to uh, release it. The FBI stepped in, the FBI is there. Uh, you know, obviously the, their political uh, organization, they're working for the Biden 
administration. They don't want people to see this. So they're either going to just bury it or redact the hell out of it. Uh, so we still can't see the, um, the manifesto because the trans mob has a lot of influence. If you haven't noticed, and now the FBI is taking orders from the trans mob. They don't want us to see it because as the police chief intimated or, uh, implied, uh, the, her, her transgender status was part of the motivation. We know that went into a Christian school, shot up the school. Here's the latest. Nashville school shooter Audrey Hale fired 152 rounds during her 14-minute assault on the Covenant School that left six dead. The shooter, who police said was transgender, had planned the attack for months before blasting her way into the Nashville private elementary school. Uh, Quote, in the collective writings by Hale found in her vehicle in the school parking lot and others later found in the bedroom of her home, she documented in journals her planning over a period of months to commit mass murder at the Covenant School. The Metro Nashville Police Department said police revealed that uh, Hale had, quote, considered the actions of other mass murderers. They noted Hale fired 152 rounds from two assault rifles and a pistol she carried for the attack. Police, uh, the, the two heroes who took her out, um, Engel, uh, let me get their names again. Rex Engelbert and Michael Colazzo fired four rounds each, four rounds each, t- taking her out and leaving her in a bent, uh, pile, as a bent pile of filth on the floor. Um, Uh, The local official told the New York Post that the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit is reviewing Hale's manifesto. They still are investigating Hale's possible motive. They're still covering it up. They will continue to cover it up. Uh, Obviously, Democrats, media, mainstream media, they don't want to see it. They don't. They're journalists against journalism. They want it to go away. They don't want it to hurt the cause. So that's the latest. You know what? We were really lucky. I hate to say it. Obviously, six families are still grieving. Obviously, Democrats don't care about them. They care about the trans community. Madonna's, you know, on her way, ready to perform a benefit for the trans community, not for the Covenant School, not for the kids, the families. No, for the poor, beleaguered trans community. Uh, But it could have been so much worse. 152 shots and she killed six. Man, was she just shooting willy-nilly at, at windows and walls. She had time in there alone before the cops showed up. There's no security, no armed security. This could have been so much worse, so much worse than than Parkland or Ovalde or, or even, or, you know, or Columbine or any other school shooting. God bless these cops. Has, has Joe Biden, maybe I missed it, has Joe Biden mentioned the names of uh, Michael Colazzo or Rex Engelbert yet? Has Joe Biden mentioned the names of the six victims? Has he even, no, he's, he's told us how we have to, how a, a trans community are heroes and they shape our nation. He's made sure to put that on the record, but nothing about these hero cops or the poor victims, nothing. Biden family, they're just, uh, uh, anyway. Uh, let's get to Jill, my favorite story of the day. Jill Biden, if you missed it, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, the NCAA Women's Championship game Sunday afternoon, LSU beat Iowa. LSU star Angel Reese was totally classless at the end, taunting Caitlin Clark, the Iowa star. Um, everybody was defending her on the media, in the media because obviously that's what they do. You know, it's it's what you have to do. You have to defend the 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 black woman against the white woman because if you don't, you'll get called racist. Like Dave Portnoy got called racist. Even Keith Oldman got, got racist because they pointed out how classless Angel Reese was. I look at it this way: if that were my daughter, if that were one of my kids, I'd have been embarrassed. I'd have been. You just won the national title. Why aren't you over there celebrating? Why are you stalking a player on the other team to point at your ring finger or do the thing with the face? Why aren't you over there enjoying it? What is, why are you doing this? You, you obviously appear to be classless. You appear to be, uh, 
just just uh, misguided here. Get over there and celebrate. Enjoy the moment. Instead, she was chasing Caitlin Clark around. And obviously, all the usual suspects on Twitter and on media said, oh, yeah, if you don't like that, you're racist. You're racist because Caitlin Clark did the same thing. No, she did not. As Portnoy proved with his video, she did. She did it in a quick instant as and she did it to her own team, her own coach, uh, Angel Reese. Not only did she taunt her and follow her around, but afterwards she was talking about, uh, oh, people think we're thugs and ghetto and all that. She was just playing to the crowd, playing to the mob, saying, you know, they're doing this. They're thugs. You can't, you know, can't make fun of me because I'm black. That's how it felt. That's how it was. Anyway, uh, that was Sunday. On Monday, boy, did Jill Biden step in it. And I can't say that I didn't enjoy it. Uh, Jill Biden came up with the brilliant idea to invite um, both teams to the White House, not just the winner. Uh, Jill Biden said she might invite, this is from uh, the, uh, what do we got here, the Associated Press. Jill Biden, obviously, she was at the game by the way, she saw the game. She, I think, I, you know, I'm not here to defend the Bidens. I think she meant well, but it didn't come across that way. Instead, uh, she gets killed by one person after another uh, online, on cable news, I'm sure on, on the radio, for being uh, racist. Uh, man, this is a tough one for me, really is. I can't stand Jill Biden, but I have to say, she didn't mean it. So, uh, of course, all the usual suspects jump in. Uh, let's see. Jamel Hill. Uh, she says, uh, what did Jamel Hill say? Do you think LSU would have been invited to the White House if I would beat them? Here's a hint. No. I mean, you name it. Renee Graham, just every single race hustler out there jumped on this. And how unfair it was. Iowa shouldn't be there. To me, uh, I think Jill got Jill Biden didn't mean it, but obviously, like typical Biden, they just say what they don't really think these things through. Um, it it seems like it would be a nice thing to have both teams there. Obviously, I think I'm serious. I think Angel Reese would enjoy it because it would have given her another chance to, to show how classless she is and taunt the other team. She could do the face thing again, the ring. She could hold the trophy up and stick it in Caitlin Clark's face. That's what she loves to do, right? Mm. Why wouldn't she enjoy doing it again in the White House on the at the Rose Garden? I mean, she would get to do what she loves to do, just act like a little brat and, and taunt the other team. Uh, but we don't have the latest. We just have everybody in the media saying what a bad idea this is because racism. You know what? Even if she invites Iowa, Iowa will probably decline. So, you know, we don't want to be there. We don't want to get taunted again. Yeah, she, was, do, she was doing the, uh, you know, both teams played great. They should both come to the White House pandering and, like, making women different than the men's team because this would never be said about a men's team. Ray, Renee Graham, a race hustler from the uh, from the Globe, Boston Globe, has a, uh, uh, let's see, what is that, a transgender flag or a gay pride flag in her bio? <laughs> Just every, she writes, this ain't it. If Iowa won, I doubt the White House would also be extending an invitation to LSU. How insulting. First of all, I have no doubt in my mind that if Iowa won, they would have invited LSU first. They would have said, oh, what a classy team. What a wonderful team. I mean, there's no one who does more pandering than the Bidens. Of course they would invite LSU. That, that's absurd to think they wouldn't do the same thing for LSU. Again, I'm not here to defend the Bidens. But of course they would. It's the ultimate pandering move from someone who is completely intimidated by the, uh, the, the race hustlers in the media. But we'll see how it goes. I have a feeling um, I have a feeling that it will be just um, LSU at the White House. And, and you can be sure uh, Angel will. Um, what did Angel tweet? She just tweeted a bunch of emojis with the laughing and said a joke a joke to invite the other team to the white house. Um, so Iowa won't go and LSU will go and angel Reese will continue to taunt anybody and everybody. All right, let's get to kid rock. Uh, let's do Shay. And then we'll do, we'll show you kid rocks reaction to the Bud Light, uh, ad campaign, the disaster, the worst ad campaign in ad campaign history. 
from a company, by the way, known for great ads. No one's known for creative ads, funny ads, more than Bud Light. That's all gone now. They have just completely, forget shooting themselves in the foot. They shot themselves in the head. Or Kid Rock shot them in the head. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Uh, You know, let me give the latest on Bud Light because I love this is amazing. Bud Light, again, I had the panic attack. Not a real one, but I started worrying last night that I got hat, that I, we all, you know, there's a few uh, April 1st jokes that stand the test of time. Sid Finch, obviously, in Sports Illustrated. And I started thinking that last night. Maybe this is the ultimate April Fool's joke. Maybe Dylan Mulvaney's in on it. Maybe Bud Light's going to laugh at us all today, introduce a new ad, a real ad, and Kid Rock could be in it, or Ted Nugent will be in it or something. (laughs) Or, you know, some real macho, some uh, Colby Covington. How's that one for you, Ironhead? Colby Covington will be in it. Some real macho, manly ad full of toxic masculinity. And I started, I got online. I said, did I get hat? And I didn't. We didn't. It wasn't an April Fool's joke. It was real. Anheuser Bush is in bed or in the tub with Dylan Mulvaney, this 26 year old man who mocks women daily who's a cartoon character who pretends to be a six-year-old child. Just just a creep. The only thing that uh, people thought was, they thought the can with Dylan's face on it was for sale. It's not. Yeah, it probably was, but they changed the plan and said that's just a collector's item. Yeah. What about the one with all the pronouns? What about the one that has the zizir pronouns? That's for is sale. That, that's for sale. Oh, good. Doesn't matter to me. I will never, ever, ever buy another Bud Light. I will never, ever buy a Bud Light. I can tell you that right now. I don't care if it's the only thing they sell. I'll, I'll, you know, find something else. I'll, I'll go on the wagon if it's the only beer available. <laughs> uh, and I was a good customer, particularly in the summer. I am not anymore. Here's Bud Light's Anheuser-Busch's statement after they got a lot of heat yesterday. I mean, a lot. Does anyone think this makes any sense? It is the most tone-deaf thing ever. There's not a single Bud Light drinker who thinks this is a good idea. Anyway, quote, Anheuser-Busch works with hundreds of influencers across our brands as one of many ways to authentically connect with audiences across various demographics and passion points. Jesus People writing this are as dumb as the people who came up with this idea. What a poorly written paragraph. From time to time, we produce unique commemorative cans for fans and for brand influencers like Dylan Mulvaney. This commemorative can was a gift to celebrate a personal milestone and is not for sale to the general public, a spokesman from Anheuser-Busch told Fox News. Okay, you commemorated a personal milestone that would be a guy pretending to be a woman mocking womanhood for 365 days. That's what they celebrated. Good luck with that. Anheuser-Busch. Good luck with that. Bud Light. I'm, uh, I'm looking, I haven't gone out or bought any beer since, you know, this thing broke. I'm looking forward to buying my first uh, six pack of Miller Light or Coors Light. We'll see what's on sale. Coors Light's really gross. Go Miller Light. I'll go Miller Light. Okay. I like Miller Light. It's gotten fewer carbs. Plus, it's got the old school 70s can again. Love it. Oh, that's true, too. Uh, you know, um, this is, this. I'm not alone here. We're not alone. Everybody, everybody is moving on from Bud Light. I'll be curious to see just how much this backfires. I'm not vaccinated, and I was a Miller Lite guy before this even <laughs> happened. <laughs> you are just ahead of the crowd, man. You are ahead of the curve. Um can you uh, get, uh, let's get um, Kid Rock. Kid Rock had a reaction, as you'd expect. I love Kid Rock for this reason. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I am like his music. 
but he is the ultimate uh, no no Fs to give guy. He does not give an F about anything or anyone. He doesn't care how it looks or sounds. He does what he wants when he wants, and it has worked for him. Here he is. He's got a Kid Rock sweatshirt and a MAGA hat. It's like a light blue MAGA hat, not a red one. But uh, so he has his reaction to the uh, Bud Light partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, let's watch. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. <laughs> uh, he missed a couple. That was uh, Kid Rock, if you're just listening. He took a machine gun. A machine gun. Uh, and uh, he lives in Nashville, by the way. Semi-automatic uh, rifle. Looked like a pistol, actually. Well, it was automatic. <laughs> yeah, he probably had, a, he probably had a, a switch on it or something. Okay, whatever. It's a machine gun. He made it into a machine gun. It was automatic, and he blew away a bunch of cases of Bud Light. He missed a couple, by the way. <laughs> he did. Uh, but that was his response to Bud Light. So I got to say, Pete, there are more Bud Light drinkers who are Kid Rock fans than Dylan Mulvaney fans. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. I think that's a reaction that's from fair. a lot of people. I think, I don't know if we'll ever know. Obviously, it's a global corporation. It's not even American. But I don't know if we'll ever find out the extent to which this backfires, but it is going to backfire like nothing has ever backfired. This is, again, we said it yesterday, the single worst ad campaign ever made, the single worst idea. The person who is sitting in some New York boardroom who came up with this, the ad agency, the whatever, the, the PR agency, I mean, they should all be fired. They should all be kicked out of the business. This is so insane. I, I just can't even get my mind around it. But anyway, good luck. And I'm, I'm this weekend. I'm gonna have my uh, first. Uh, I don't know, Miller Light. I'll get Miller Light. I'll, I'll try whatever's there. Whatever's cold. Anything but Bud Light. That's my anything but B A B B L. Anything but Bud Light. All right. Let's get to uh, you know. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say our uh, 47th president. I think he might be our next president. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, we talk about media bias and the corruption of the mainstream media a lot. It was on full display Sunday when you got to see uh, John Fetterman, who was finally released from the hospital after six weeks. A normal stay in the hospital for severe depression is six days, six to ten days. He spent six weeks, and he looks like he's still struggling, to be honest. He always looked like he's struggling. This is a guy who had a stroke. He's recovered as much as he will recover. As doctors have said, we've talked about it before, six, in the first six months, that's when you do all your recovering from a stroke. After that, you're about as good as you're going to get. He still can't hear. He did this interview with a screen. He could read the words. He still sounds like a guy who doesn't even want to get out of bed. He still sounds like a guy who knows he has no business being in the, in the U S Senate. Now I watched this interview and I came to the two conclusions. One, he's kind of a sympathetic guy, a pathetic, but sympathetic guy. You feel for him. He is not well. He knows he needs more help here. He knows he doesn't belong in the Senate. He knows he never should have run for the Senate. The people who pushed him into this, including his detestable wife, and the media and the Democrats in Pennsylvania should hang their heads in shame forever for what they did to this guy. It's just incredible. Uh, secondly, Jane Pauley, I hadn't seen her in a while. And I mean, I thought Leslie Stahl was like ill-informed, ill-prepared, dumb. Leslie, Jane Pauley's worse. She actually asks Fetterman about higher aspirations beyond the U.S. Senate, like, you know, president. <laughs> She, she's asking a man who can't hear her, who can't speak, who can't have a conversation, a man who is still obviously very, very ill, if he might 
think if he's thinking about, you know, <laughs> running for president, that's for real. She did that. But we have a couple of cuts. Let's listen to Fetterman. And he's sitting, by the way, next to this loathsome woman who, when he was checked in for uh, severe depression, she went on vacation. You know, she, she left. She left the country. She didn't just go on vacation. She literally went to Canada. She went to Canada to go ziplining while her husband was uh, struggling in the hospital with severe depression. Uh, let's watch some of this utterly humiliating interview from Jane Pauley. Go ahead. Your trajectory uh, from mayor to lieutenant governor, United States senator, was still pointing up. At 53 in politics, that's a young man. Can you have aspirations? Can you serve beyond the United States Senate? You know, my aspiration is to take my son to the restaurant that we were supposed to go during his birthday, but couldn't because I had to check myself in for depression. And being the kind of dad, the kind of husband, uh, and the, the, the kind of senator that Pennsylvania deserves. She didn't like that answer, you could tell. And all he wants is to leave this shit and go spend time with his family. You know, he gave, he did a good job. I mean, obviously he wasn't really comprehending everything. He had to look at the screen. He's not, he doesn't appear any more lucid than he did, you know, six weeks ago. But he gave you, the, you got the impression, as we all suspected, that he doesn't even want to be there, that he was forced to do this by this, this awful woman by his side and by all the Democrats and by the Bidens and, he shouldn't have. That never, ever should have happened. This guy does not belong. He has a, He's two months into a six-year term. He's going to get worse. He's not a healthy man. And, of course, they were asking about, you know, his what he wears, like his fashion. New York Times named him one of the most fashionable people and whatever in Washington, which is absurd. Do you have the cut where his, his wife can't believe he's depressed because he's married to her? Oh, yeah, this is it. But I just wanted to point out this picture. Fetterman and Kamala Harris are looking right at each other, and she's looking directly at the camera, making it about herself, standing in between right. she, them. She I, thinks I when her. he's done, which will probably be soon. I mean, he clearly is incapable of serving, and the uh, governor has to name. She thinks that's her, her job, her seat, that she's the <laughs> former illegal alien who doesn't give a damn about the health and well-being of her husband. She thinks she's the next senator from the state of Pennsylvania, but... Uh, let's watch as she explains why he really shouldn't be depressed. He's got her by his side. Was sworn in. People who know you uh, say that that day you looked miserable and lost. Yeah, I, 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 well, I was definitely depressed. <laughs> I think with depression, you're always waiting for, oh, that's the thing that's going to change it, right? Giselle read as much as she could find about depression. He just became the senator. He's Libraries married to are just me. In he has amazing kids, and he's still depressed. Yeah. And I think the outside would look and say, "How how does this happen?" But depression doesn't necessarily make sense, right? It's you just you stepped on her line. She oh, said dear. he just became a senator. He's married to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. With the hair flip. Much as she could find about depression. Uh, that's right. He just is became the married, senator. He's married, he's married to me. To me. <laughs> Oh, the hair God. flip. She wins. Well, uh, you know, she takes the lead. Worst wife ever. Worst, most abusive wife. She now edges ahead of Jill Biden. Yeah, he sounds a lot better than he did. And he looks way more miserable. Right. He, he, he might sound better, but he still looks like a guy who doesn't want to be there. Who they, knows he doesn't belong there. Who knows <clears throat> he's been forced into the situation. Coerced used by these people. She asked him during this interview about, you know how he said he, he hears like uh, Charlie Brown's teacher when people yeah. talk, that part is gone. He just has a hard time comprehending like immediately. So he's starting to hear the words again, but the teleprompter is just so but he can like, he's out of the it. hospital and he's supposed to return to the Senate and he still can't understand the spoken word. I know. So is he going to carry around a monitor with him? I mean, how does that work? Guy belongs at home, he belongs, you know, whatever, taking walks in the woods with his children. He belongs somewhere else. The U.S. Senate, where the job is to debate and, and speak and argue and make a case for something or against something, he can't do it. Well, it sounds like that's where he actually wants to be, is not there <laughs> with his yeah, kids. He he does, yeah, he he's the one who should be, you know, away. Go to Canada, you know. 
Anyway, anyway, that'll do it for today. Let's get ready for uh, total chaos. Dogs and cats sleeping together in New York City. It's going to be good. It's going to be wild. And we'll be watching Trump tonight at 8.15, of course. We'll have all that for you tomorrow. But uh, big, big, crazy day in New York City. Can't wait. But thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.